Welcome to the Undoku Hustle Show, a podcast designed to help people get started with entrepreneurship through the story of Undoku entrepreneurs and their process of starting up. With hosts Alejandro Flores Muñoz and Victor Galvan. Welcome back to the Undoku Hustle Show with your host, Victor Galvan, and of course my co-host, Alejandro Flores Muñoz. How are you doing? Yo ando bien, bien. We are starting this for the first time in person. This is pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, so for those of you that aren't watching us on Facebook, we're actually here at the House of Pod. How'd you find this place, man? Google. You know, I wanted to find a place on the... Well, we, I knew these type of places existed. Like, there was opportunity for us to, to do a live, I mean, in-person stuff without the equipment and all the things. Um, I just didn't know it was going to be this nice. Yeah. No, this is incredible. I love the space. I love the, the, the really professional equipment and like, it looks like we'll, we'll really be able to edit this to our liking. Well, to cut it, um, short, let's get started. I wanted to, um, talk a little bit about, um, our idea that we brought up last week. Well, actually we'll leave that for the end. Um, but I kind of want to go through a review of the show in itself. Let's do it. Um, our history. Um, cause we've done eight episodes now. That's right. This is going to be our eighth episode. But also, you know what? One thing I was looking at is that we started this Undocu Hustle thing like eight months ago when we did the first video when you hopped on to do that YouTube video with me, uh, how to launch a business with DACA. And uh, when I look back, that was eight months ago. Yeah, it's crazy where we've come. And um, I think it's awesome that we have turned uh, an idea into something um, so real that for me is like, such a great outlet for what what we're doing on a day-to-day basis, but also just informative for, for the community. You know, I've had a lot of friends and family reach out to us uh, about this, and I think it's it's incredible the impact we've made on, the, on folks. Yeah. So um, let's get started. We, we started our first episode by launching, uh, by talking about launching an e-commerce hustle during COVID-19, which on the last episode, I talked a little bit about you know, most of my, my, my revenue is coming now from Facebook market. Actually, people are literally dropping by my house and picking up succulents at my house. I'm still, you know, launching the, the website and, um, I'm hoping to start getting some orders soon, but that to me, I don't think is going to be the biggest source of revenue. I'm also looking to other places to sell to. The one thing that I saw is that people like using succulents as party favors, mm. right? So Maybe I could. Bring, yeah, that's what I was. It's exactly where I was thinking, yeah. man. It's like, that's the market I need to break into is like uh, succulents for quinceañeras. Yeah, like millennial quinceañera. Well, I don't think quinceañeras are millennial. No, no, no. no. That's, that's Gen Z. That's, that's Gen, Gen Z. Z. That's Gen Z. No, but yes, I think our first episode was an important one because we were, you know, going into uh, stay at home orders. People couldn't go out. People were being laid off, furloughed. You know, at that time, stimulus checks did not exist. And if you're undocumented, stimulus checks still don't exist. This is what we, you know, we really wanted to hit the ground running with this episode and talk about ways that you and I have used e-commerce as a way to, to generate side hustle, side income. And one of the things that I remember vividly, really, I mean, remember clearly talking about in this episode was that even some of these side hustles, when they even bring in $500 extra a month, you know, $400 extra, $300 extra, all of those extra $100 at the end of the month, they mean so much for a single mother 
or somebody who really did lose, uh, who ended up losing their jobs due to COVID or um, those extra $400 a month can mean you being able to live uh, in a one bedroom apartment now instead of a you know, studio. I just, I think that these, you know, we're always thinking about entrepreneurship as like, oh, I want to be a millionaire and I'm not going to be, I'm not going to start until I have all my ducks in a row and then that vision goes away. Yeah. And I also, I've seen people kind of shy away from like wanting to be the boss or having employees under them and like things like that, that really just, um, keep people from going to taking the first step. Really. They get lost in the vision of what could be, but also what those problem, the problems that could come with that. And, um, people get lost in that. And I think the thing that you need to understand is that if you have a passion for something, if you know that you have a, a niche, right, go for it, right? And trust your gut. And I think the experience will come, the failures will come, of course, but the lessons will come and eventually you'll get it, right? And then I think we also started talking about why the, like, we started with like saying launching an e-commerce store or launching an yeah, e-commerce store during COVID-19 because also the platforms that exist to be able to start an e-commerce store they're so easy, right? Especially like if you're computer savvy, because we understand that not everybody, uh, specifically, for example, like our parents are not as computer savvy as we are. However, things are still easy enough for folks to be able to get something online. And we did that by uh, starting a our own, well, Victor's business, but through kind of like the narrative on the, of the Undocu Hustle, like, here, I'm going to start building this business and along the way, I'm going to share things that I've done and uh, I think we've heard some great stories uh, of where you stand now with your succulent business and where you see it. Yeah, that's right. You know, that for me is like where I think that that like where the rubber hits the road and that atreves a entrarle, like that is really what what makes entrepreneurship so special. Because it, it really sh goes to show like the difference between a uh, 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 risk taker and like a boss and like I'd even say the, the entrepreneur versus somebody that that is stuck in like worker mode and employee mode. And I think all of us have that that in us to become the boss, to become, you know, the salesman, to become the entrepreneur. But we 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 lose ourselves in what what we think we are or what we're capable of. And I think that like, to me, this show is about challenging that, right? That, you know, because I can do it, you can do it. And the number one first thing that we talked about here is being able to get a business license, even though you don't have documents. That's like think, the biggest barrier or the biggest thing that a lot of people don't see or see as a thing like why they don't launch or why they can't do it. And we've talked about how there's a process right? That you can do that. Getting your I-10, getting an EIN number, which will then allow you to obtain a Secretary of State certificate that will then allow you to go get a, a city permit that will then allow you to pay the income taxes and the taxes that you collect from your business legitimately, right? Yep. We always have been told like, well, undocumented people don't pay taxes. And that is one of the biggest misconceptions that there is out there. Um, and, and, and then people, even ourselves start thinking that we're like, oh, well, I can't start a business because undocumented people don't pay taxes. And how am I going to open up a business if we don't pay taxes? 
We've got to tell people, specifically right now with things that are happening with DACA, que no lo quitan, que no no lo quitan, that it's there, that it's not there. It's like, regardless of what's happening with DACA, people can start up not only their business, but they can become um, independent contractors. They can start up their own business, side hustles, and uh, I'm really proud of that first episode. I mean, and, and following that up, I mean, you just talked about the second episode, right? Steps to getting licenses and certification. Another big theme of that episode was also uh, accepting failure, right? Accepting mm. failure mm. and learning from it. Um, and that that was like a big key to actually building your business and not just your business now, but your business in the future. And I think that's one thing that you need to think about is that any failure that you have now is only an investment in your future business. Yeah. You've talked about this a couple of times already too, that that you know as you go through and you start repeating things and repeating things they start to become second nature so when you know yes this first time i cut my teeth i didn't know where to go to get my license but now i do know and the second time i'd be a whole different ballpark or different in the game you know absolutely absolutely and the, that and then also the fear of like what are people gonna say if i oh. give up i think that's the biggest one like you know what you don't you here i am talking shop i'm the entrepreneur i'm the entrepreneur i'm the entrepreneur i changed my instagram handle to entrepreneur and you know all of a sudden i'm an entrepreneur and it's the the being afraid of failure or what other people are going to say if you stop that entrepreneur if you go all of a sudden go and get a nine to five you're afraid of people saying like i know que muy entrepreneur what happened to your entrepreneur right and it's like that, that being afraid of failing and because you're afraid of that you don't start up it just it's it's not a fair game it's not fair right forget about what people are going to say forget about whether you make thousands of dollars or whether it goes off the ground or not the most important part is that you're going to learn how to build a website you're going to learn how to import things from china if you are doing that you're going to learn how to sell things you're going to learn how to do wholesale you're going to learn so many things depending on your craft and your niche that you're trying to that's get right, into that's right i think yeah that's that's absolutely so important you gotta you gotta ignore the little voice in your head that's telling you that people are gonna think anything of you because that's gonna happen regardless right that's gonna happen regardless and i think you know whatever you can do to better your life to better your outcome to better your 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 circumstance i mean that's fully on you i think the one thing that people like us fear more than anything is regret regret yes. like i i don't want to go to my deathbed regretting not having tried selling succulents on on facebook market you know um and i could i could go you know to sleep knowing that like even if it was a failure or if it's not i know that i tried and to me that is the the biggest thing to take about any of these opportunities you know um a true entrepreneur is willing to poke and prod anywhere they they see you know, the potential for, for income and, and, and an another outcome, right. And talking about business, right. It's, it's really setting up systems so that you're freeing up your time. I mean, real entrepreneurship is about freeing up your time so that you're not being paid for your time, but for your wisdom, mm -hmm. right. That you're creating systems that are paying for, for, for your expertise and what you're able to put on the table. I get it. Yep. And that's that's the the number one thing that we want people to to find out, along with like there are requirements that we 
that will allow you to scale up, that it will allow you to grow. And I think that's when we talk about on episode number two. The next four, the next four episodes, you know, I, I definitely want to dig into, I think have been some of the most incredible conversations we've had is with our guests, people who've actually taken the next step uh, in actually becoming entrepreneurs, right? And, and, and making their, their own business thrive. Um, and first and foremost, I think one of the most proudest moments on this podcast has been um our cash mob with martha do you want to talk a little bit about oh, that oh yes yes martha that was a that was such an awesome little experience we had um and it grew from you know i've had the opportunity to work with Mar martha back in 2019 <clears throat> when she was part of the la receta program uh which was an incubator program helping people who were working out of their kitchens or figuring out how to start up with uh, almost like a lesson plan on starting up for marketing to creating a menu and I came into the class as a mentor a mentor and an instructor I was instructing on the marketing side of things um, but also I was a mentor for um, various people and Marta uh, was one of my original mentees uh, when COVID-19 hit Marta sent me a message saying if I had any work for her and although I wish I did you know, COVID-19 hit everyone, right? It also, you know, brought my business down. We were, we were doing anywhere from 400 to 500 servings a week. And we went from doing almost zero and like overnight. Even now, we're only doing about 100 a day when we used to do 400 a day, you know. So we've lost a lot of revenue. And so Marta uh, asked if uh you know if i can if she can if she won't work uh and stoke spoke and having no job for her i said marta but you know como le van los tamales you know how how are the tamales going are you selling any right now how did the business end up going for you and that's when she told me that she you know she wasn't able to get it off the ground she you know was having difficulty time with that so i said let me let me let me see if i can help let, let's see what we can do um i know that i've seen before this thing called the cash mob where Folks just go and, you know, buy out or sell out a specific product or a specific food item or something to help out that community. And uh, that's when I, I hit you up, Victor. And I said, Victor, I think we, we have a perfect opportunity to help somebody who needs so support. And, and that's when you also, you really stepped up and, and helped with a lot of the, uh, the back end stuff that it needed to be done. And, and I want you to share the next steps on like, what was the results of, of that cash mob? So I want y'all to take a look at the the website that we've actually built for um, w in conjunction with Martha since we've um, um, kind of come together with her to support her in her business. Um, Ketamales.com. You can now go on there um, and order tamales. And um, we actually ended up doing a, an incredible uh, uh, team up with a local um, business. Uh, a social enterprise called it's called um bondadosa so ricardo rocha is um one of my good friends and i reached out to him told him about what marta was doing and he said you know we can offer a service to to her um to deliver the tamales in order to to um to support her you know and um and do that team up as a way to to make sure that she kind of had a niche deliver like tamales delivered straight to your door so to me that was an incredible opportunity that not only were they excited about but marta was excited about because of the cost 
and um um so it ended up benefiting both of them you know um bondadosa um going into essentially a market that they hadn't gone into before and then marta of course getting the ability to to deliver anywhere within the denver metro area for an affordable price for her so to me that was like the the match made in heaven and really what what will will kick and launch this business into like the next level of her of her experience so you know with this with this um um website now we're actually able to to um take orders um and actually see um real revenue so for those of you that that are watching this i pulled up on the uh getamales.com i put it in the comments section too um but you can order online and get your tamales delivered straight to your door every wednesday so even if you you have you know twenty dollars or have a f party coming up you can make an order and get here's those. one thing at the next steps that um i know marta needs and i know that i need it in my business which is you get to a certain point where you cap out right so the first time that marta went and sold her tamales in a cash mob she made you know close to six thousand dollars six thousand dollars in just two weeks and it was two day of orders so um in two days she made six thousand dollars and you know the next round that she did it again it was lower and the next round was lower and the next round was lower which i'm guessing right now that even the 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 thing that she's working on is still even lower and it, that's because you've reached you've capped your network you've capped your surrounding market and in order to break out of that, there are tactics that need to be done to be able to continue to scale up and grow and acquire more customers. A lot of it, a lot of that lives in marketing. A lot of that lives in ad buying. But it's something que la verdad, it's scary for even like small businesses like myself or even somebody like Marta who's starting up because, you know, every time we put money into something, we're looking for that ROI, that return on our investment, right? So si yo pongo... $50 to make my tamales, then I want to see at least $100 back, right? Well, when you do that with marketing, you will put in a lot of money in there sometimes, and you're not going to see it, you know, twofold within that month or within the two weeks or three weeks or, with, or within that day. You might see it two months from now, three months from now, but it's building that. And I think that's been one of the hardest things for me is like, how can I acquire more customers and get more people through my door? Um, and it's something that I'm learning. And I'm, as I'm learning it, I'm putting it out here in this podcast. Because if I'm going through it, somebody else is going through it out there. Well, honestly, I'm really proud of the work that I've been doing with Marta. I've been growing to, with her too. Like learning a lot of the things that in the food industry you need you know, for, for this type of work. Um, so I'm really proud of the work that she's been doing and, and, and Chano Legana is like, when we told her that we had 64 people and 180, uh, you know, dozen tamales ordered, like, no se nos rajó. She went straight for it. And I was like, no se nos rajó y puros de raja con queso. oh my God. Oh my God. And, and I'll tell you this, like, I'm not going to lie. Some of the best tamales I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Um, and this is coming from somebody who sold tamales most of his life um sorry mom <laughs> <laughs> but um you know i i just i just want to say just how proud I, I am of the work that i'm doing with her I'm, I'm learning a lot and continuing to work with her so after that you know i want to talk about um bo illegal drip yes what's up bo maybe i don't know if uh, he's probably not watching but he will 
Um, Bo, yeah, that was also another another good one, and I'm really happy and proud of Bo. Bo and I uh, were part of the Immigrants Rising uh, cohort for uh, the entrepreneurship program. Uh, we were the cohort of 2019-2020, uh, and that's where we met. Um, and, you know, he's part of the community. He's part of the undocu community that's out there, activists, you know, raising uh, power and, 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 and uplifting voices. Uh, but he's also an entrepreneur of heart, of, of, and, and heart. And I remember the first time we met, the first question he asked, he's like, hey, yo, Alejandro, uh, I know we just met and we're buddies, we're bunk buddies. He's like, whenever you have time later on, man, you know, I love to sit down with you and talk about like how to start a business. And I gave him points and tips. And here's a difference between, you know, people who are thinking of starting and who want to, and then people who actually execute. There's a big, there's an important part of entrepreneurship, which is called executing. Because if you don't, then you're going to live with that. What if I would have done it? What if I wouldn't have done it? Or you're not going to know whether it's a successful tactic or not. And Bo has used all of the tactics that I've given him and things that I've used before. Um, he now has this awesome website called Illegal, IllegalDrip.com. Um, and his, his artwork and his shirts. In fact, he did this for me. He sent it to me from California. I, I also want to just say that like the longer you're in this work, the longer you're in this game of like entrepreneurship, the more relationships you build that really give you an avenue f to, to stretch, right? And to become creative and to get deals and to like your network grows, you know, like our network is full of people that like just have creativity in terms of raising funds, raising capital, um, access to, to, to different types of people, access to different merchandise. The ideas are endless because, because of our networks mm -hmm. and because we've been, you know, now like just digging into the entrepreneurship. So, you know, Bo was incredible to meet. Um, the next person that we had on our, on our show, uh, Green Belly Foods. Juan Stewart, um, one of my great friends. Um, I've known him, you know, for the past six years and actually ended up selling some of his hot sauce at the, the, um, at the Stapleton. Uh, well, I, I know that they're changing the name now. Um, but that, that, um, farmer's market mm -hmm. and, um, you know, he went from ma you know, making nothing on the product the first year. And then eight years later, uh, uh, turning a profit, almost a quarter of a million dollars. Um, well, gross, not, not profit gross. But, you know, now you can find his hot sauce at King Supers. Like, I saw, it, I want, saw it the other day. I saw it. it the other day. That's it. That's what you want to get. That's where you... And then, but then also, he talked about the struggles of, like, the, the story that I share with people when I tell... You know, I often talk about the Andaki Hustle Show outside through, like, conversations with people. They might not find it that, that exciting, <laughs> but I do. And it was like, I was like, I was like, guess what? The other day when I interviewed uh, this, this, amazing, this amazing person who, when he told me how he started the, the farmer's markets, I was so, it was like, yes, that's so true. When he was like, I didn't know how to set up at a farmer's market. I literally took a table and my salsas and, and I just, right and, I, and a canopy and I just set up. I just got there and, you know, started, you know, reclaiming my time. And, uh, they, you know, people came to him and said, um, excuse me, sir uh do you have a permit or like you know you have to reserve a spot you have to go through all these things to be able to get 
a spot at a farmer's market. And este cabrón nada más llegó ahí. And he, let's set up a table right here. But you know what? If he wouldn't have done that, if he would have been like, you know what? I'm not sure if this is where you do it or because I don't know. I'm not going to go for it. He wouldn't be where he's at right now. And you know what's funny? I think every, like everyone and their mother is afraid of that confrontation. Yes. Of that conference, like, sir, you don't have your permit. And, like, what if somebody comes and tells me that I can't be there? And it's like, yeah, somebody could tell you that, but then you learn. And when you do have it, how when to do you it do the have right the way. permit, sabes que? Nobody ever comes to you and asks you. <laughs> exactly. When I was uh, doing street pedaling in Denver, uh, in Denver here, I, I remember getting my, my peddler's license, y yo bien proud, putting it out there to everybody could see it. And nadie me, nadie me preguntaba si tenía license or to be there or not. But yeah, it changes the game too, cause like, uh, you're able to be in places that you otherwise couldn't be in. No man, I I I love I love Juan, and he he holds a, a really special place in my heart. Uh, just an incredible person to you know to me. I think he he really is like the example of uh, success and entrepreneurship. And starting from the bottom, he said that he was on food stamps when he first started, right? Green Belly Foods. And I mean, what a time, right? To think like, you know, I don't have the capital to start a business and this and that. And it's like, man, brother was on food stamps, struggling. And that's another thing. And is he made that it happen. We often think that it takes a lot of startup capital to be able to get something off the ground. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like that. Yes, having capital will help you and make things a little bit easier. Pero si no tienes de feria, you know, like I remember seeing my mom turn $300 or $200 into $600 because, you know, she needed to resell the perfumes that she just bought or las colchas or whatever it was, you know? Yeah, I think starting with uh, with whatever you have or if it's a product that you know how to make, it, even if it takes a little bit of savings to, to get it off the ground, you know, if, if you have $500, that will cover the website, will cover some of the licenses, We'll cover the, the starting ground where you need to get started. I, I would say $500. Yeah, so, I mean, um, really, that was a great lesson from Juan. Um, honestly, we could have done another podcast with him, and I, I want to bring him back. because No, and he, he wanted so to. Much... He was our longest podcast. <laughs> he, <laughs> he has so much experience, man, and, like, um, I really, like, I, I carry that, that brother, like, close close to the chest because he's, he's an incredible human being. Uh, uh, and he's also in a band, Quilombo. Um, they wrote a song about the work that we do. Um, so, you know, <laughs> um, just incredible, man. Um, next up on our guest list was Marco Vierre and he, um, like a lot of people in our lives, I think everybody has one of these persons in their life, the mecanico, the mechanic oh, yes. right in the neighborhood that knows how to echarle la mano al carro, you know, to help you out. If you ever struggling with your engine, the kid down the street knows how to fix it. You know, everybody's got one of those guys like, uh, uh. Uh, Wait, we haven't put that episode up yet. Oh, we got to put it up. We got to put it <laughs> we gotta up. Put it up. But uh, Marcos, um, so we interviewed him and he talked a little bit about um, not only learning about cars and, and making that his passion, but that he saw his future goals of of like creating a restoration shop and uh, 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 a shop that not only um, restores cars and sells them, but also, um, um, you know, works with people to make their dream car because um, he, he's a speed freak. He told it. He told us himself that he he's been working on a a Cobra, you know, for for quite a long time. I've I've been to his house. I've seen it, and um, you know, he he really is a, a a lug nut. But dude has the passion for cars. I know that right now. That's not what he's working in, 
but I know he's going to get back into it. And one day we're going to see him with a garage, fixing up cars and really doing what he, he loves to do, souping up um, nice cars. And that's the one we got to put up. We got to put up. I forgot to put that one up. So next episode is going to be El Mecánico. In the next right? episode, El Mecánico. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. And then other than that, you know, um, we've talked about our next project that we want to oh, do yeah. um, in person. I'm super excited about it. I don't know about you, Alejandro, but... You know what? Here, I'm going to tell you the truth. You ready? I don't know if I had the time. You don't know if you have the time. And I say that because, remember, I left my job at America Vote because I wanted to buy back my time. You know? Buy back my time. And now that I've bought back my time, Gosh, I need to utilize every single, you know, my, my schedule is mixed. Like sometimes I get gigs, sometimes I don't get gigs. But I also, I also love this idea, right? I love this idea and I can see myself making time and finding time for this to happen. But I want, I want other people to like, you know, get on board with us. Like, so let's, let's share what we, what we have in plan. So um, everybody's been to the swap meet, right? The the flea market. And here in Colorado, for those of you that aren't um, here in Colorado, um, our swap meet is um, the Mile High Flea Market. It's a huge, you know, like, pfft, I want to say like 20 acre, 30 acre parking lot where people will set up tents. Um, they'll set up canopies and then sell, you know, the garage sale there. They'll bring they'll bring in fruits. They'll bring in, you know, um, 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 equipment carpentry equipment you know now a big thing is selling ppe um so you know they they go out there and sell a bunch of stuff you know you could find just about anything at a farmer uh, uh, at a uh, at a flea market and you know so we thought you know what if we offered uh an undocu hustle flea market a swap meet where we would collect undocumented people's products people that have already thought about a product and are not sure about how to pull the trigger on it, but test the market using the flea market. Now we have some expendable cash to to work with a few people to buy their their product either wholesale or what was the the word that you consignment used? Con in consignment. So we would only pay for what we sell, and really what the information that you would get out of that is the 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 um the essentially the market research, especially with that in person. Not sale. only that, but also. Being able to like put like cast a white net. I often say cast a white net. So for me, for my poker business, you know, I could I could have only had just the food truck, and that could be the only sort source of revenue where I'm bringing in. But then I also expanded to catering and to pop up and to now the kiosk. Well, same thing with this Andaki hustle shop. You know, we can contact an Andaki hustler out there who has a T-shirt business. And they're only selling online, but only to their network, right? Well, this is an opportunity for them to expand their network and be able to be discovered by somebody else. You know, you never know. It, you know, somebody will look at this product and say, wow, this is amazing. It was built by a Ndaki hustler. Let me retweet it. Let me post it. And there's how your network expands. So not only will you're going to get information of like how your, your product is selling in person by us trying to sell it for you. But you're also expanding the your network and being able to reach more people and sell more stuff. Yep, yep, yep. So I mean, I'm really excited about that. So the the Undocu the Undocu Hustle um um shop shop is gonna be a live thing. We um have already created a form and um, are gonna be publishing that form as a way for for folks that are trying to test the market on their own product. 
And honestly, you got two great salesmen here, right, that are going to be pushing your product at the swap meet, at the Mile High Flea Market. And, you know, you're, you're, you're going to put your product in front of um, tens of thousands of people, you know, well, I don't want to say tens of thousands, but a few thousand people, right, that will see your product. And, um, and, and here's another thing how we came about this idea. It was like, oh, yeah, I forgot we have a microphone. <laughs> uh, this is how we, this idea came about too. And it was because you wanted to sell your succulents at the, at the flea market. And I was like, well, let me jump in and sell my sunglasses. Right. right? And then we're already going to be there selling. So we're like, well, why not, ex why not create Viarity and offer t-shirts and succulents and sunglasses and, uh, más vamos? Illegal drip Illegal and, dri and hot sauce. Hot sauce. Este, a lo mejor el mecánico nos manda unos, Un carro. unos ra radiators. Some, some rims. <laughs> some rims. Algo, you know? We can be selling it out there. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited about for that. There, uh, we're thinking of probably doing this August, you know, mid August, early August, um, where we can sell, uh, Andaki Hustle products. Well, um, we're coming up onto the end of our, our show. Um, I just want to thank everybody who watched this live. Um, please share it with your friends and family. If you think this is something that, um, that they can use, you know, to me, it's really about inspiring people to let them know that they can start their own business. They can absolutely make and create their regardless own opportunities, of status. regardless of status. And that, you know, estos mensos, you know, uh, can do it, you can do it too, right? Oye, like, yo no soy tan menso, a veces, <laughs> a veces para manejar, sí. Para manejar, sí. No, honestly, I think, you know, for me, it's just stressing that we're, we are really regular people and that, you know, like us, you can do it too. And, you know, if that's, if that means anything to you, I hope that it inspires you at least to take, you know, your idea and put it to work because, um, you know, there are some great ideas that people sit on and never make uh make make a reality mm -hmm. and like i said don't go to sleep don't go to bed don't go to your deathbed regretting not having tried your idea right or si no venderlos a nosotros and we'll try it yeah we'll buy ideas <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, you know where to find our, our podcast. You can find it on Anchor, on Spotify. Um, please share, review, subscribe to the podcast. And, of course, we're going to put the, the Undocu Hustle. We now have a website. So people can f go directly to the UndocuHustleShow.com where you'll be able to find all of our episodes. You will also be able to find this episode. I got to figure out how to... Or the, the episode notes are going to be on the, sh on the podcast itself so we'll you can find all that stuff you can also you know contact us at the website uh send us a message if you'd like to be on the show if you'd like to be part of the uh docu hustle uh shop uh send us a message on uh the website on docuhustleshow.com and sooner or later we're going to put it in docu shop on the website so you'll get your your merch um we'll ask Bo maybe we could put some illegal drip on there. Yeah, not only will people be able to buy it on the Andaki Hustle Shop uh swap meet, but also on the website. On the website. Porque that's what we do, you know. Uh, we are Andaki Hustlers and our first episode was on e-commerce. So you, yes, we can put this online. By the way, it took me about two hours to put this Andaki Hustle uh, show website together. Um but because I've already put together like five other websites for all my other hustles. Let's let's put it on the. I'm gonna put it on the uh, the on the, live. the live. Vamos a ver. On doc, you. Oh yeah. So hit us up. 
another exciting thing that I want to share before we leave is that I'm going to be I'm I'm wrapping up I'm putting together an an Undocking Hustle book um, where I share a little bit of my lived experiences alongside with some of the tactics the major tactics that I've used in my entrepreneurship career to be able to scale up my businesses to start up my businesses and I'm so excited to be able to give away that book for free I'm gonna gi give it away for free anybody who you know asks for questions or anything I'll be like I libro. I start libro and it's going to be shared on the Indaki Hustle Show website for free for anyone to take. It's going to be 7,500 7, words. Man, I'm super proud of you, Alejandro. Honestly, like, I think um, that's inspired me to want to write my own book. Este, um, I'm going to have to dig, I'm gonna have to dig your, 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 your brain a little bit and see, see what, what the process was. Yeah. So I'm always down to learn. All right, y'all that's the docu hustle show. Thanks for being here. We're going to put the, the link to the show notes in the description. And again, you know how to find us on Spotify anchor. And of course our website, www.undocuhustleshow.com. All right, y'all thank you so much and peace.